Hello, everybody, and welcome to Why Did I Like It? Now, if you're wondering where last week's episode was, unfortunately, I was sick. Of course, I'm the nefarious Mike A. Sims, so I shouldn't be getting sick simply because I have villain's blood going through my veins, but apparently I'm just a mortal man. It hurts. It, it takes a lot to, to admit that to myself. But anyway, so I told the overlord that I was feeling under the weather and I was trying to put out uh, some content because I didn't do a clip for the uh, Spider-Man episode, which I was proud of, but wasn't able to promote it. Either way, the overlord, in a very calloused way, probably while flicking a cigarette and punching a, a puppy or a baby in the face very lightly, he said, why don't you do an episode about being sick? And I laughed while crying through the tears. And I thought, you know what? That is a good idea. Why not do an episode explaining why did I like being sick from school? Now, I don't know how this is going to work out, but we're going to tear through it. Now, coming from the, uh, the 90s and being a millennial, and especially because my son just started kindergarten, thinking about all those things that he's going to go through when he has to stay home from school and what he's going to do. And I'm like, he has a lot more options. And I thought to myself again, I thought self and I said, yes. And I was like, self, do you think that my, that our son, am I two people in the scenario? Do I think that our son has more options and more fun if he stays home compared to when we stayed home? And I was like, I don't know. Cause I didn't quantify back then how many things would exist now that I would enjoy, you know? Whatever. So let's go down the list of things that I would have loved to do or that I know that I used to do when I was staying home sick from school. First and foremost, my parents were like a lot of other parents from my school zone uh, where I feel like a lot of those kids would either have to cut school or like break a limb or be on an iron lung. Well, an iron lung is from like the 1920s. Be on like a, you know, be on like life support, basically, to have their parents let them stay home from school. If I had like a light cough or anything, our parents would rub us down with Vicks. And then they'd make us stay home from school, typically with our grandmother, who would uh, be upstairs and we would just kind of run roughshod downstairs. Nothing crazy. We would just kind of, you know, do the typical stay home from school things. So I remember one of the things we would do is we would watch Price is Right. Oh, oh, that brings me to my first thing that I have to do. Uh, first and foremost, Bob Barker passed away at 99 years old this year, this past summer. He was the host of Price is Right which I'm sure you know what that is. If not, it was a game show that came on during the day and you'd have to guess the price of items, which as a kid, I didn't really know what the whole point of the show was. I just know you had to like guess something and then you'd play different games in between. Then you'd spin a big wheel with numbers on it. And um, even right now, as I'm explaining this, I'm like, I don't think I really got the point of prices right. Because it was, it was different games, but I don't really know what the whole thing was. But I will say this for the more you know. Before Bob Barker hosted the prices Right, in 1975, he hosted a show called Truth or Consequences from 1956 to 1975. Also, when Bob Barker left the show in 2007, and well, to this day, the show has become the longest running game show in North American history. The more you know. Do with that information what you will. So Price is Right was one of those things you like to watch, even though I didn't understand the show. We just liked to watch it regardless when we were home because it was just there's something comforting about Bob Barker and his he held this very long mic with a small cushion on the top of it. It was from like the, I guess the 60s and 70s, but he had it way up into the 90s. So he'd come out with this very long mic and he had to hold it down by his waist because the mic still reached his mouth. And it was like, I'm Bob Barker. And today we have on The Price is Right. And he would call out contestants from the crowd. So he'd be like, Mike Sims, come on down. And like, and I'd run down. Well, I wasn't on it, but I'd run down to the audience and I'd get behind this podium and he'd ask you, like, this is a can of beans. And then me and the other contestants, they'd be like, how much for this can of beans? And they'd be like, 
$5. And then there'll be one person who's like $5 and one cent. And everyone's like, oh, come on, person. Don't be that guy. Anyway, that was a staple of staying home from school. And that was also like, it was like the earliest thing you could watch besides, you know, cartoons from back in the 90s and 80s that would be on at seven o'clock in the morning. So that was like, a okay, it's now 10, 11 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm not at school. I'm sick and I'm here. I'm with Bob Barker and this is good enough. And, um, you know, eventually when that was done, you would probably, or I would personally, I'd probably watch something on VH, on VHS. Okay. You know what? This brings me to rant time. Now, recently I was looking at the fact that Spotify is going to try and charge you to look at lyrics. Uh, basically, have to do the premium Spotify as opposed to the free Spotify. So I pay for Spotify premium. I also pay for almost every single streaming service there is. HBO Max, Disney Plus, uh, not Netflix, I don't have Netflix, Paramount Plus, Discovery Plus, like Apple Plus. The things, <laughs> there's a lot of pluses. I said that in a row. Everything that is a streaming service with movies, TV shows, all that good stuff, music, even gaming, because I play for Xbox Plus, I think it's called, on my PC. And it's I have zero qualms with doing that because I came from an era where you had to literally put a brick into a machine. Hopefully it was rewound to the beginning and would start from the beginning of the show, which it never was, or movie, which it never was. And then press play and hope that it wasn't scratched enough on this film to get all weird and have to press a tracking device. I also came from a time we had to carry a big silver circle around and put it into an equally big uh, component, CD players. And if that thing fell or the circle was scratched, the whole thing was ruined. If you think I miss either one of those items, you are out of your mind. I do not miss VHS tapes. I don't miss DVDs. I don't miss CDs. If, it, if I had it my way, I'd get rid of all of them. But for whatever reason, they're still in my parents' house and there's still some here in my apartment. But I am over all that. I am totally fine with streaming. Take every single thing that I used to use in an analog capacity and put it online. And you know what? If somehow, some way, all that, <laughs> all that data is deleted, I really don't care. Just get more stuff. Make more stuff. There's more stuff being made every day. So I'm tired of people who are like, oh, I miss CDs or I miss VHSs or I miss vinyl. I mean... Okay, fine. Vinyl I get because it, it does look kind of cool. Plus the sleeves for the vinyl cases, the old school records are very cool. But outside of vinyl, I don't miss any of that stuff. I don't even miss video. I want all my video games to be on the actual system itself. I don't want to buy games anymore unless it's from a digital store. I am not a member of the Analog Society. I am digital to the core, baby. Rant over. Anyway, so we watched VHSs. I remember in particular one time, somehow, someway, my brother, my sister, and I were all sick the same day. And my mother had just purchased Toy Story 2 on VHS. And she just she just left the VHS at home. And her and my father just went to work. I mean, we were older at this point. I think we were in middle school. We just watched Toy Story 2 and we just hung out at home. We just like ate food and chilled. It was an awesome day. I still think of it to this day. It was a very cool time. And so when you were home, you would eventually go from Bob Barker to watching VHS. I also had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze on VHS, which I'd watched ad nauseum. Uh, Lion King, Aladdin. We had a bunch of VHSs. I still actually have some of them. And we'd watch that throughout the uh, the, the kind of like mid-afternoon-ish area before the actual cartoons came on, like Batman, X-Men, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, uh, Goof Troop, things like that. Oh, you know, it would also come on during the day, which you, would, you could kind of like, if you didn't want to do VHS, you didn't want to watch Bob Barker, you could watch Nick Jr., which was hosted, it was Nickelodeon during the day, but it had a lot of programming geared towards really young kids because that's who was supposed to be home during the day. Not 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 year olds, supposed to be like toddlers. <laughs> so they had a bunch of learning things geared towards them. And it was hosted by this thing that was just a face. Now, if you're watching me and if you watch the clip, I have face right behind me. And it was literally just a face that would 
in between shows, introduce the next show, sometimes interview some of the made up characters from the show, sing to you, crack jokes. It was literally, and it would do this trumpet noise, it'd be like, burr, 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 and it would say, it's face here. No, his opening line was, hi there, face here. And he would just talk to you. Now, mind you, this started in, uh, well, let's do a little bit of um, some background information on face. Uh, big Eagle's going to feed you, baby birds, because it's Big Eagle, because it's Big Eagle, because it's Big Eagle. So face was the mascot of Nick Jr. from 1994 to 2004. In between that time, they changed the image of face, which was literally just two black dots, uh, no eyebrows. I think it had eyebrows. Uh, and a smiley face. And it was just a face on your screen. So it would look like your TV was talking to you. And in 2003, they changed the iconic image of face into something more cartoony and less just as plain or more basic. And of course, people were outraged by this. So face after that was discontinued and was replaced by this other something, the porcupine or something like that. It was some other mascot. And they brought face back a couple of times just for uh, special moments. But in 2022, face came back full time and host a music show like Face's Music Playhouse or something like that. Basically, it was a staple of the 90s into the early 2000s that a lot of people from that era would remember very fondly because literally between each show on Nick Jr., you would just see Face and he'd introduce things. Now you've been fed. Personally, my favorite show on Nick Jr., which again, this was geared towards toddlers. And I was, you know, preteen, teenager, still watching this, was Papa Beaver's Storytime. And it's exactly what it sounds like. There was a beaver. His name was Papa. And he just had story time with his kids. And he had this very soft, melodic voice. And he'd be like, kids, gather around. It's time for a story. And his kids, these, I think it was two or three beavers. Maybe it was two. I think it was a boy and a girl. You know, I don't know. Point is, he would tell these beavers these stories. So it'd start with Papa telling the beavers these stories. Then it would cut to a whole reenactment or a cartoon or episode where they show you know, the story. And in between, you'd hear Papa Beaver say, and then he ran up a mountain. Then he'd get back to the story itself. And then, you know, it was, it was a story. It was a, like a, an anthology series, like Twilight or uh, like the Twilight Zone. I should say that like Twilight. It was like Twilight Zone or Masterpiece Theater. I'm really dating myself. But point is, there's an anthology series about random stories. My favorite episode was about this dog that protected its owner one time. And um, the dog was always told not to go by the fence or past the fence because there was wolves out there. The owner one day went past the fence. And so the dog went to help the owner and was clapped up and murked by the wolves. And Papa Beaver, as it comes back to reality, because the, the other beaver, the little beavers look horrified at this story. Papa Beaver's like, that poor dog went out one time and the wolves got her. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> and the stories never ended like this. It was just this particular episode of Papa Beaver's story time where Papa Beaver was talking about how this dog got murked by wolves. Like, just murked. Murked. Anyway, love that show. Also, the the Something World of Richard Scary, which was a, also a show about... It was also an anthology series that took place in this little town, and it was just stories about this town. Yeah, that one was more or less just kind of... It's kind of just harmless. Also, let's see. Oh, goodness. We used to play video games during the day as well, as we got older. Well, yeah, when you were sick. My particular favorite game at this time, for whatever reason, which if you're watching on YouTube is behind me. Uh, if you're not, then it's called Bubble Bobble. And it's about two dinosaurs who blow bubbles to capture monsters and then murk those monsters. That was literally it. And there's like a thousand stages to it. My brother and I used to play this like, oh my goodness, at like 
gosh, all hours of the night, all hours of the day. We were like, we had a ton of games, but we were obsessed with Bubble Bobble for some reason. And I could not for the life of me understand why. Even right now, because I still play it when I stream every now and then, I'll play Bubble Bobble because I have the Nintendo Classic. And I'll just like, for some reason, get just engulfed in trying to make it work or trying to make it work, trying to get to the end. And I think I'm up to level like 52 right now because on the Nintendo Classic, you can actually save your games. Unlike the old school Nintendo where it was like, ha ha, you're dead. That's it. You got three, <laughs> you got three lives to get through a hundred levels. I can't even get through one level with two lives, let alone three lives for a hundred levels. And not every game had what was called the Konami code, which gave you like 30 something lives in Contra. It's a code up, up, down, down, back, forward, A, B, or B, A, start, whatever it was. And the code could be used in different games. and would give you a bunch of like, you know, cheats and stuff to help you win the game. But we didn't know about that back in the day. There was no internet. So you were just literally playing games and be like, well, I guess that's it. I died already. Time to go back to the beginning. So that was bubble bobble for us. Um, and it was fun. It was fun. I mean, there was always those times when you were home that somebody, it was supposed to be your sibling, but every now and then like, like a classroom friend or like somehow, some way they try to like send homework. And it's like, yo, shame on you. How, da- how dare you? Shame on you. Why would you bring me home? I'm sick right now. I'm pretending, yeah, and I've been feeling fine for a little bit, but as far as you know, and that teacher, I am sick. Sir, ma'am, all I can do is lay up in this bed, play Bubble Bobble, watch Bob Barker, guess some numbers wrong, eventually watch a VHS that frustrates me, and try to fight for my life. How dare you? Shame. Shame this man. Shame. Shame them. And when, you know, when that didn't happen, um, then you're able to just enjoy, enjoy your sick day, which reminds me of a joke. Where does the boat go when it's sick? The dock. Get it? The dock. <clears throat> All right. Um, anyway, moving on. Yeah. So these were the tenets of, of being homesick. And I'm going to put a button on this episode because uh, after a rim shot cricket joke, where do you really go? Uh, so the three questions. Why did I like being homesick from school? Because you got to experience all those things and you were just not at school. Yeah, you missed your friends. And yeah, I used to love learning. I still do. I love learning. So, I mean, I would I didn't want to have it happen all the time. But for the most part, it was cool to just have a break that wasn't mandated by the state or by some sort of holiday or because snow would happen. And even that was like a you would sit there. Snow days were not promised to you. So when you got older, you would sit in front of the news report typically News 12 around where I live or lived or whatever. And you would just stare at this ticker, this like thing that goes to the bottom of the screen saying all the different school closings. And you just pray, please say our school, please say our school. It was like, it was like praying for the lottery. You just sit there staring and staring. And our school wouldn't usually announce it at night, but we'd watch it all night. And in the morning, you'd wake up super early and you're just watching it and watching it and watching it. And every now and then it'd be like, <laughs> like, um, such and such school district closed. And you're like, yeah. And you all start celebrating like, yeah, we did it. Every now and then we dump Gatorade on the, the, the captain of the, the team. Wait, what am I talking about? No, but we'd be all excited about it. So, but the sick day was like, it was your personal day. I think they're called mental health days now. But back then when we were kids, it was called the sick day. Do I still like it? Oh, man. So I again, I had the flu and I didn't have to do this podcast. And I love doing this podcast. I really do. I, I, every time I'm being honest, my friends tell me that I sound like I'm being sarcastic. And I don't know how to stop doing that. It's just my natural speaking voice, but I genuinely do love doing it. I shouldn't have laughed when I said it. I love this podcast, but I wasn't able to do it last week. And um, it was because I was sick, but also, I mean, I have a son now, so I can't really relax too much, but it was just cool to like, to like not have to do anything for a second, like no running around, no working. I just had a chance to chill. 
And um, does it hold up? Yes. Sick days will always hold up. I cannot. I mean, no, I don't want him to actually be sick, but it's going to be very interesting to see what my son, because he's had to be homesick from daycare before, but it's been interesting to see how he is when he's older and he's like a teenager and he, he's sick with something you know harmless, maybe like a cold or something like that. And he has to stay home and I'm allowed to like leave him and you know leave him to his own devices and let him just figure out what it's like. Uh, maybe he'll be watching Prices Right because it's still on. Maybe he'll maybe they'll bring back Papa Beaver because they brought back Face. Uh, maybe you know what he's way cooler than me, so he's not gonna do any of these things. Anyway, the point is, I've been the nefarious Mike A. Sims. You've been fantastic. Stay healthy out there. Enjoy it. Fall is coming. The holidays are coming. We have a bunch of stuff coming up. So be prepared for our Halloween episode, for our Thanksgiving episode, for our Christmas episode. And maybe I can get the Overlord to come back to do a joint episode. Anyway, look out for us at People's Media Network on Instagram. Check out all our new shows, all our shows that we got going. Look at clips and all that thing. Follow me at Mike A. Sims. I have been the Nefarious Mike Sims once again. You've been fantastic, and I will see you on the flip side of humanity. 